You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan and Del Torre. Same corner, same time. Welcome back, fellas. How y'all feeling? Nick, I'll let you start, buddy. Good. Long week. Uh, Silk told you five and zero. The Gator baseball mm. team went five and zero. You know, there's no cheering in the press box, but I think I walked in there Sunday and I was cheering for me. Right, right, right. Uh, cheering for my prediction. Um, so it's had a lot of predictions on this podcast that have been. Uh, I mean, so wrong. many of them. So many of them have been right. I mean, <laughs> just, like a, one, just a like one for just, forty. Just a stellar track record of making bold predictions. Um, so yeah, that was my weekend spent at Florida Ballpark. Uh, this coming weekend will be spent down in Coral Gables at Mark Light Field at Alex Rodriguez Park. So this segment will up, be. This segment. Right? Uh. I got to figure that out because I'm driving up to Jacksonville tomorrow, driving up to Jacksonville Tuesday for the UNF game. Um, talk about low-budget uh, productions. I think they put a kid holding an iPhone up there to stream the game. What, um, in Jacksonville? So, yeah, so I learned my lesson last year. I don't, you couldn't see the foul poles, so I'm like, you know what? It's an hour-and-a-half drive. I'll drive up, and I'll see the foul poles in person. Hmm. Um but yeah, my, uh, my I, I will uh, basically be uh, this segment for me will be I was at the park all weekend. I love that for you. I hope you get a milkshake. <laughs> I hope you get a milkshake. I hope you're able to catch some good uh, baseball and and who knows maybe you'll call another five and zero this weekend or this week. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna call five and zero this week. But the Gators did climb. We'll talk a little bit more about baseball, but they climb up uh, one spot in the rankings up to fourteen. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so Dan, 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 I, I thought I thought it. Nick was going to respond. That's his segment. He's just sneezing away. We got we have a, a cold front coming through, so allergies are, are kicking back up. Uh, Gainesville can't figure out what the weather is going to be. That's what they um, call it these days. So allergies. Yeah, yeah. A new yeah. system, Look, a new system like, Twitter going to clean it all that up because yeah. something something didn't sound right about uh, the cold weather and your allergies. So. I'm pretty sure uh, immune system Twitter will clean that up for us. No, that was last week. That was last week's show after the uh, the wedding bender. Uh, and it's funny that Dan just spent a weekend in Nashville and he's over Man. here throwing stones in his glass house. Man, let me t- let me tell you what. Speaking of cold weather, boys, looks like the, um, it looks like the vibes out there. I was peeping in on your IG story, Dan. It looked like the vibes, man. Yeah, lie. so um, just to kind of set uh, set the scenery, flew up to Nashville. The, the Lightning played the Predators in an outdoor uh, hockey game. And the NHL has been doing these for the past, I think, probably four or five years. This is the first time the Lightning have played. Um, and you know how much I love Nashville. Uh, you know how much I love the Lightning. So you put the two and two together, and it was just a, it was a, it was a trip made for me. Uh, so got up there Thursday, uh, met up with a, a good buddy of mine. But that's when the drinks started flowing. Silk and I don't think that they stopped until uh, well after uh, 1 a.m. On, uh, on Saturday morning – or, pardon me, Sunday morning after the game. Uh, but let me tell you what, that was one of the coolest things. Um, what Nashville's really cool because they have the, the hockey – 
rink at the, the top of, of downtown of lower Broadway. And then at the bottom, they have a river. And then right over that river is the, uh, is the football stadium where the game was at. So all of Broadway was covered with, you know, 60 plus thousand people uh, ready to drink and, and watch this outdoor hockey game. Uh, I think they had 68,000 people there. Uh, one of the, the coolest, you know, events that I've ever been at, I was talking to Nick right before uh, the show started, I think outside of, of watching the Stanley Cup last year, uh, the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. This is probably the coolest sports experience that I've had. They just had great music, great vibes. The, the weather was a little chilly. Uh, it was about 25, 28 degrees during the game. So uh, next time I go to a game like this, I got to prepare a little bit better, uh, bring some gloves or bring some hand warmers. But, uh, man, I give a quick shout-out to, to Nashville. They did a great time. Uh, Tampa showed up heavy, um, you know, of that 68,000 probably – 20, 25,000 were Lightning fans. So super cool experience. But as always, shout out to uh, to Tennessee. Mike, shout out to Nashville and for the rest of the uh, the folks in Nashville for always having a great time and a great event. Shout out to Nashville. I'm looking at that ambiance that was mm. set uh, and then you, you were describing it. And then I'm remembering that you told me that the cush was free. Mm. Like the, yeah, the cush is legal out there. So I was the, like, oof. The cush, is, the cush is legal. They've got Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10. Never heard of Delta 10. Uh, but now they're selling it kind of street vendors. Um, you can mm. walk up, you can buy whatever you want. Um, if that's your, if that's your move, if, if alcohol is your, is your vice of, of choice, um, beer, liquor, everything's flowing heavy over that. there. Yeah. But, that. um, yeah, I, t- I texted silk after, you know, one or 10 drinks that, uh, that Friday night when we were at legends, I'm like, dude, we got to <laughs> no. do this. Uh, and then the stage, uh, later that night and, and, Silk and I, I think, uh, decided that that's what we're going to make our State of Miguel trip this year. Nick, 100%. you'll obviously already be in town, so we've got to make a big event out of it. State of Miguel on the road. Not I the guess. same corner, but the same time, right? Different corner, yeah. different time. <laughs> different right? corner, different time. Silk's going to have a cowboy hat, maybe a dip in. We got a lot of just, Tennessee listeners, man. I know y'all boys really? ready to pull up. Shout out to Dustin and Tennessee Mike and all those guys out there. Um, Blake. We got a lot of Tennessee listeners, so y'all pull up uh, for the bandy game. We hanging out. Yeah, no, it was it was an awesome event. It'll be cold. It'll be in November, so so be on the lookout for some details about that. We'll get into planning some of that here in the next couple of weeks and couple of months. But we'll do a tailgate. Tickets to the game are going to probably set you back about three dollars, um, so that shouldn't be an issue. But we're going to have ourselves a time on Broadway uh, and in Midtown, and then certainly at the game. But uh, also want to give a shout out to the Gator Collective. They invited me up to an event. Uh, that they had at the indoor practice facility. So yesterday flew back in the morning, uh, hopped right in the car, drove up to Gainesville. Shout out to Shannon Snell. Uh, He cooked some relationship ribs for the offensive linemen. There's about 13 of them that came out. And they hosted an event with about 100 people. So really cool event. The guys, you know, all of them did a great job of interacting with the fans. That was really neat. Uh, But shout out to Josh Braun. I think we've got a, a career in politics ahead for him. Uh, talking about work in a room. I think he talked to every single person that was there, signed every autograph that anybody could ever want, but but really cool event. Uh, but one of the things that uh, I was telling Nick yesterday when we chatted after, uh, Cam Waits, the transfer from Louisiana, um, is probably the largest human being that I've ever seen play football in my life. So I'm about 5'11", um, you know, not a skinny fellow, and I looked like a midget compared to him. Um, exceptionally nice dude, but – that is one big, big, big dude. So you say six foot eight, and he's every bit of it. So 
That um, I remember that like people forget how big these dudes are. Um, someone took a picture of me. It must have been like Felipe's sophomore year. We we're interviewing him, and someone was like, "Nick, what are you like five foot five? And I'm like, "He's six foot six, dude." Like, did you <laughs> did you forget that like he's not like a normal sized person? Um, so when you get around these guys, and it's probably something we take for granted because we're around him so much. Um, these are large human beings, and camera yeah. weights makes Especially those large. Yeah, he makes those those guys look small. You know, yeah, I took my when me and my wife went to the uh the what was it Friday Night Lights, and she seen Gravon. She's like, "That's a high school kid." Yeah, yeah baby, that's a high school kid. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, right when I got there, Osiris Torrance and Cam Waits had just walked into, and Osiris Torrance, obviously, kind of your your all conference player. Everybody's super excited about him, but even he looks small compared to him. Um, obviously, he's built, he's strong, but. Uh, Cameron Waits, man, I'll tell you what, he's a uh, he's a beast of a human. But shout out to everybody on the offensive line, just incredibly nice people. Shout out to the Gator Collective for putting that event on. And I think they, they had about 90 or 100 people there. So overall, great event for them. Um, but I was ready to come home. I think when I was uh, right about to leave, Jen's like, you look tired. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've had myself a weekend. So, um, but without further ado, uh, we do have former Gator baseball player, and current Major League Baseball player with the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Kirby Sneed, joining us. But before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our friend uh, Alan Horn, who's a former Gator baseball player himself with State Farm in Jasper, Georgia. So if you are looking for auto, home, renters, life, business insurance, boaters insurance, retirement planning in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, or Tennessee, give him a call at 706-692-2888 or visit him at Allen Horn Insurance. That's A-L-A-N-H-O-R-N-E insurance.com. And he will get you a quote and have all of your questions answered. So again, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama, Allen Horn Insurance. Let's get Kirby onto the show. Nick, you're a resident baseball guy. Why don't you do a quick introduction for our man here? This is the uh, the reason for all the Kirby gifs, which uh, ended up <laughs> and ended up lasting like eight years because uh, Kirby McMullen came right when when Kirby yeah. left. Uh, Kirby Sneed from Alachua played Alachua, did not go very far for college, uh, and then went very far for professional uh, baseball. Uh, welcome to the show, and I will tell you, uh, I think this is the first uh, former Florida baseball player we've had. Uh, which is a surprise since I've been on the Second. show for what almost a year. Yeah, the first under your Kobe Halter. Well, and we had Matt Dendecker too, but we'll oh, we'll that was the past. In the past. Yep. Kirby, they're gonna do this a lot this show. Don't feel <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. You're ruining your intro. I'm trying to give. I'm trying no, to say Kirby's the good. first, and you're and you're talking about Dendecker. I didn't interview him. That's a good point. <laughs> Ancient history. No, appreciate you guys having me. Uh, it's unfortunate that we have Kirby here tonight because that means uh, Major League Baseball is still, uh, you know, kicking the bucket around, not figuring things yeah. out, uh, ruining the game. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you're Kirby's hanging around, and um, I'm sure you're working out with the guys. And, and I've seen you around the park a lot. Um, how's it been to to be back around? I guess it's not your stadium, but be back around Florida Ballpark and around the guys. Yeah, so I wasn't really able to get over there last year. Um, this year, this last Friday. The home opener was my first time seeing the park. And then uh, I came this last Friday to uh, kind of just check out the facility, see the indoor, like the, you know, the inside of all of it. And, you know, it's just awesome to see, you know, it's well overdue, but, um, you know, it's just cool to see 
Um, you know, always good to be back. You know, it brings a lot of memories. And, and you know, obviously, it feels like yesterday I was just there. So it's just cool to see. Any jealousy? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I when I went in there and saw the inside, man, it was it's it's nuts. The, you know, the whole pitching lab really, and yeah. all that. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see for sure. I, Would you I, say? I, was, I mean, you've been you've been around some minor league parks. Where does that stack up, Florida Ballpark? I mean, you've been all over and do it in yeah. and 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 where Dunedin, Nick? Come on, D- same thing. You yeah. say Dunedin, <laughs> I say Dunedin. <laughs> You're wrong, but okay. No, it's, potato, potato. <laughs> man, it, it's up there for sure. It's up there, um, especially just like the you know the locker room and and the facility, the hitting, the, obviously the pitching stuff that they have now. I think the game's changed so much since I've been in college. So it's just cool to see that they're keeping up with the times, you know, and obviously, you know, um, just from watching the last two weeks, man, we got a pretty good team. So um, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're destined for a big year. So I'm just hopefully going to root them on to Omaha and another national championship. So. I love it. Kirby, I want to go back. Um, obviously born and raised in Alachua, you know, a lot of kids play baseball, but, you know, very few are, are able to make it to even play college baseball, let alone uh, play major league baseball. Um, when did you know um, that you had a potential career uh, in baseball? Um, yeah. So I t- always tell it like when I, when I was getting recruited by Florida, you know, I, I could have gone to other schools. I could have, you know, even looked at other schools, but I, I just knew I wanted to be a Gator. Um, I didn't care how it was. I didn't care if I played one game in a year or, or I played and pitched in every game. You know, I just wanted to be a Gator and get a degree from Florida. So I would say around my junior year, I started, I was, I had a couple good years, freshman, sophomore year and junior year. When I got drafted, you know, I, I had a obviously a passion for baseball and, and wanted to work my way up. But I think I would say when I got into double A and started having success there against, you know, some of the some of the team's top prospects from, you know, each each team. And I think uh, when I started having success there in 2018 is when I really, you know, started focusing more and, and just really tried to get better every day. And obviously this last year I was able to break through and, um, you know, just thankful for all the, all the lessons I've learned along the way for sure. Kirby, who'd you grow up uh, uh, watching and liking as a kid? Um, I liked the Red Sox growing up. So I was a huge John Lester fan. I loved uh, Pedro Martinez, uh, Kurt Schilling, um, just all those Red Sox guys. And, um, there was an also the only other guy to make it to the big leagues from Santa Fe High School is Lane Donardo. So old uh, lefty reliever played at Stetson and um, yeah. So I just I just loved the Red Sox growing up. So those guys were always always tuned in for those games for sure. You got a connection back to Boston or just a, a Red Sox fan? And uh, just random man. I just really yeah. liked watching them uh, when they came back against the Yankees in '04. Is kind of when I really really started honing in. They won. 07 and you know my freshman year of college I won the World Series too so it was cool to watch them then so yeah I've just been a fan obviously I'm a diehard Blue Jays now but <laughs> but yeah uh, that was my team growing up a lot of love for a division rival there Kirby yeah I know, <laughs> I know. were you were you always a pitcher or did you just kind of land on pitching later in your career or, or later in you know yeah, I always was a pitcher from from about 14 years old is when I really knew that I was just going to be a pitcher. Um, I mean, I hit in high school, but I never took it serious as pitching. And I just liked it more. I like to be in control of the game. You know, I think um, 
just having that as a reliever too. I've always pretty much been a reliever since college and then obviously through uh, pro ball. So I just like coming into tough situations and just trying to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Just love to compete. Yeah, you, Corey, you, Corey has Corey has a young son, uh, and I probably when probably when Harlem was three years old, I told him I was like, "Hey, don't let him pick up anything with his right hand. So yeah. He doesn't need to play football. He doesn't need yeah. to get hurt." I said, "Hey, Curry, need to, some I was like, "I was like, if you need to, strap his right yeah. arm down with a belt, like tie it to his side, and just like get him thrown with that left hand." I was like, "That's the key." I was like, "That's your four hundred one k. That's your retirement." No, that's plan. my divorce. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. My wife come home and see her three year old son with a hand tied behind his back. Hey, hey, lefties are very valuable. So I was just looking out for your future. I just convinced her that this podcast thing was a good idea, man. Yeah. Hey, Kirby, oh. uh, real quick, what you, you was talking about like the pressure and, and pitching. What's it like being on the mound or what's your process like, like mentally when you're on the mound, uh, bases loaded? Uh, whatever the pitch count is, and it's all on you. What, what's your what's your mindset like in in that um, circumstance? Yeah. So one of the things I tell everyone, just for me and my what's the way I've had success is, I just try to take everything a day at a time, you know, and and just even break it down even more. Uh, when I get in the game, you know, it's one pitch at a time. There's really nothing in the moment that I can handle except for just this one pitch that I have. Okay. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, here's the next pitch, you know, and it's just, um, baseball is obviously a physical game, but there's so much of the mental side to it that like, it, it just like, uh, you know, if you're not in tune with, with the game and, and the situation, it, it can kind of speed up on you. So my thing is I just try to slow it down as much as I can. And, you know, for example, this year in my debut, I, I literally, just said, you know what, I'm just going to throw strike one, throw strike two, and then whatever happens, happens, you know. Um, so that's pretty much it. I just try to slow it down as much as I can, take it a day at a time. Whatever each day brings, I just try to get the best out of it. And then hopefully at the end of the season, when all those days add up, I, you know, help the team win. I like all that I, talk, Kirby. I, I think professional athletes yeah. or, or high-level athletes are able to like compartmentalize. And you talk about it a lot in baseball. Yeah. Like a closer needs to have a short memory. Um, but compartmentalize yeah. is like even like got into a fight with my girlfriend like on the way to the park. Can't let that like affect me when I get my call and, and like up in the bullpen. So I think that's probably something that doesn't get talked about enough is that they're just able to stay yeah. in that moment of literally just mm -hmm. I, what's what's what do I need to do to execute right now? Yeah. Um, I want to take you back. I got a couple questions. But I want to take you back. What, uh, what is Sully like? Um, it probably di differs from player to player, but what is your relationship with Sully and what was it like? Yeah, for I him? mean, he's, he's pretty demanding. Yeah. So I would just say being a local kid, you know, I think he, he kind of, he, he knew that I, he knew that I knew what to expect, you know? So when I got into school, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to where I got a lot of opportunities freshman year, you know, so um, my freshman fall was tough, man. It was a big difference, you know, coming from a small town and, and things are just kind of slow. And then you get to UF and it's just like a hundred miles an hour all the time um, with, you know, tutoring and workouts and, and, you know, obviously trying to compete for a spot, you know, our, my freshman year, we had the number one recruiting class coming in. So we had a ton of talent. And so I just, I, you know, I think that's kind of where I learned that taking it a day at a time. You know, I, I think I, 
I tried to speed things up and I was trying to be too perfect. And, and, uh, you know, it kind of, uh, that relationship with Sully kind of, you know, it, it teetered a little bit, you know, and, um, but, you know, I was just thankful for the experiences that he gave me, obviously he gave me a chance to play at my dream school. So there's always that aspect of it, but, um, you know, he was tough, no doubt on all of us, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I fulfilled a lifelong dream and, and he was a good stepping stone for me in that process. And, taught me a lot about myself along the way that's for sure i think you were on the team there was one day it must have been during spring practice because i probably went from like spring football to a baseball game yeah and bader was hitting um in the cage in the in the turtle and sully's yelling at him like while bader's taking swings and bader's yelling back at him um and this is i think this is harrison's junior year he's hitting third he's probably hitting 350 at the time and they're arguing before the game. And all I hear is Bader go, well, take me out of the lineup then. And that was yeah. it. And I was like, well, you're certainly not taking him out of the lineup. That's a, that's yeah. how you win an argument right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I think Sully kind of, he, I wouldn't say that he encouraged that, but it was almost as if like he wanted to see a little fight in you, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, I think that that that's the make of a team right there. You know, when, when times are tough and, and you're not, you know, you don't agree on things, you still got to persevere and get through all that stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of hard days at, at Florida for all of us, for sure. You know, just, just trying to, you know, handle life and baseball. Um, but I mean, I, I, it was the time of my life and, and I'll have, mm. you know, memories and, and relationships that I'll forever have. So the question I have to ask, you mentioned your recruiting class. Um, and, Dan, I'm going to need about mm -hmm. like eight minutes to run through this 2016 team. <laughs> um, just big leaguers. Mm -hmm. Kirby, yourself, Dane Dunning, um, A.J. Puck, Jackson Coer, Alex Fajardo, Logan Shore, Sean Anderson, Michael Byrne, Pete Alonzo, Jonathan India, J.J. Schwartz, Buddy Reed, Nick Horvath, Nelson Maldonado, Scott Moss, Mike Rivera, Dalton Guthrie, I told Sully the 2017 team he brought to Omaha was probably the worst team he'd ever brought. And the best team was probably that 2016 team, your junior year. So for the baseball fans listening, mm -hmm. what the heck happened in 2016? Yeah. That's yeah, man, it was uh, it's so funny you say that because that – yeah, no, it was. The, in the 2017 team, I remember my first year of Pro Bowl watching that team. I was like, man, like these guys are – they're in for a rough season and then they won the sec and they make it to Omaha. And I'm like, dang, these, like, these guys are going to win it all, you know? And I think, um, mm -hmm. I don't, I can't really point my finger to one thing about the, you know, my junior year, it was just, I think, I think the year just went by so fast that when we got to Omaha, it just kind of like, I don't know, man, it just was like a different vibe than the whole season had been, you know? All of us was it had any was any like you guys were number one all year and, and you guys had like a bullseye on your back the whole year was it like mounting pressure yeah. at all? Yeah, I would say that. Um, you know, and just a lot of um man, it's just hard. It, it like it still bothers me to this day that, that team didn't yeah. wasn't the first one to do it, you know. Um I think that 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 and that's I mean I can say that baseball is such a weird game that when we got to Omaha and we faced Coastal Carolina, who ended up winning it, they didn't have anybody on that field that could compete with us. Like they, they mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's no knock to them at all. But like just the team that we had had, there was no reason that they should even be on the same field. 
And then they go in the first inning and score like four runs. And I think it just deflated us like so much. Mm-hmm. And from that first inning on until the, you know, the final out of the next game against Texas tech, like we just like had no idea what was going on. It was almost as if like we had no idea what to do. We, we couldn't catch any breaks and it, it's mm-hmm. just the way that the ball bounces sometimes. And, you know, it, it, uh, Obviously, looking back now, you know, it was it was cool, you know, two years in a row, Omaha, but there's still that little piece of me that's like, you know, we should have, we definitely should have, should have finished it off for sure. Could have come back for that senior year, though, Kirby. I know, I know. <laughs> that's another thing that bothers me to this day. I, uh, uh, me and Ryan Larson are still close, and he was one of the ones that stayed his senior year. So he always, you know, has that little thing of, well, I stayed and I got one, and you guys are all, you know, it's funny, but. <laughs> yeah. Kirby, I've got a question. Sorry for Nick bringing up uh, open wounds here on the this show. Well, so well I was, I was, I was talking to Brady and Logan at the same time, and I brought it up. I was like, Logan, your team, your junior year was so much better than Brady's sophomore year. He yeah. goes, it doesn't matter because they won the championship. I'm like, but it's not even close. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not even close. No, no, it's not. It's really, it really, yeah. So, so Kirby, I want to I want to talk about the you know the major league draft. So, um, you know, you get drafted after your junior year in the tenth round. Um, what were you? You know, I'm not asking for a dollar amount, but what were you looking to hear? Because you did have you know the opportunity to go back and and play your senior year if you wanted. But what was your mindset? You know, when you did get drafted, and, and how'd you ultimately you know land on a decision to to go early? Yeah. So my thing was if I if I just went, I, I figured obviously I wasn't. I wasn't in the in the picture to get drafted super high, you know. So there was that little thing in the back of my head that I can come back, finish my degree, and and you know play for another good team. And um, when draft day came around, you know, I told all the scouts if I get drafted top ten rounds, I'm gonna go, and and you know that would be that. And you know, tenth round rolls around, and I'm like, well, I kind of was thinking, well, I might, well, I guess I'm gonna stay for school and then the blue jays called and yeah it was just a good day man i mean it was um like i said earlier going into florida man i just really wanted to play for a good team and get a degree and then figure it out from there you know and then when i started having success and realized that i could compete with sec talent that's when i really started you know focusing on pro ball so i think that day just solidified all the work that i had put in and and just um you know just how much that the UF had helped me um, achieve my dream. No doubt. Go ahead, Zilp. Oh, go ahead, Nick. You go, go ahead, Nick. What, um, the, the draft is weird, and, and then you're coming from a school like Florida, and, I mean, I know there's, like, some bus trips, but you guys are flying a little bit. What is – what's what's minor league baseball like when you're going from, like, small town to small town and you're playing – seven games a week and then you're just like rolling into town at 4 a.m and you're like all right we got to be at the park that was my question hours. that's perfect see 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 that yeah no it's like it's, is that a culture shock like you're, you're almost like a blues, at, at a school like florida and then and then all of a sudden not even yeah. triple a is they got some money up there they got money up formally. there. So we're talking it was a formally ball single a right yeah Tebow. no it's it, it's, Tebow it's tough yeah we i played against tebow um you and, some heat? Yeah, I actually struck him out, so that was kind of cool. Let's go, Kirby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So side, go, side, side note from that, like, being from Alatra, man, I grew up a massive Gator football fan. Like, I've probably missed two home games since I was five years old, I think. 
Damn. Aside from missing baseball. So yeah, it was just cool. And and you know, to answer your question in minor leagues, man, it's a grind. I think it like it's it's not for the faint hearted at all. You know, it's it's um I was lucky enough to wear the Blue Jays. You know, we've had some good teams. I've played with Vladdy and Bo all at all levels. So we've always had good teams and it we've always been able to, you know, kind of that aspect of it where we're winning our, our league or, you know, all of us are having success. So it's fun, but there are a lot of hard days, you know, it's, it's, it's tough traveling all the time and bus trips and eating what you can get. And, um, you know, I think the main thing is, is, is just like I've been, I said earlier, man, if you take it a day at a time and just try to do the best you can each day, I mean, like it's, it really, the seasons fly by when thinking about it now, but in those days, it's so hard, you know, you just got to stay in it. That's the main thing that they, they tell us to just stay in it. You know, there's, there's it's a hundred and 140 games in six months, you know, so it's, it's <laughs> tough. So it's rough. I can't remember where I heard it, but someone said uh, the days seem long, but the years months. fly by. Yeah, they fly by, man. It's crazy. Any part of you want to just serve Tebow up a nice juicy fastball? Middle yeah. End? So, so um, the first time I'd played him, we played him in the Florida State League, which was high mm-hmm. A, and he was with the Mets. That was his, like, first team that he was with. And um, Pete was actually on that team as well. Um, and uh, another former Gator, Jonathan Magliozzi, was on that mm, team nice. as well. So, um, yeah, we, we all, like, kind of met up before the game, and he came out because I, I had met Tebow previously when I was younger, just at, you know, like, football events or whatever. But um, – that was my first time officially, you know, like meeting him and telling him who I was. And, and, uh, it was cool, man. And he kind of made that joke. He's like, all right, well just give me one, please just give me one. And that was, <laughs> that was cool. It's cool though, man. It's, it's just, um, it's like a full circle moment there at that, that time. You said psych. Back to the dugout, Timmy. Yeah. It was cool. yeah one pitch at a time. Got him up out of there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Kirby, I want to ask you a, a question. I, I only played baseball for a few years when I was very young. T-ball. I no, I, play, I played T-ball a little coach pitch too. <laughs> played a little coach pitch. Um, but uh, no, I want to. I want to ask you, and this is a dumb question. I know that, but uh, you know, obviously, you have a, a, a tool belt of pitches. Um, what's your favorite pitch to throw, and, and what's the, the hardest pitch to throw? Well, it's kind of both. Um, my changeup. Um, so Nick would tell you that, you know, in college I was fastball slider. Mm-hmm. And I've always grown up, even in high school, and, and when I first started pitching, I've always had a really good changeup. But when I got to Florida, I was pretty much a lefty specialist. So I kind of just stopped using it. And, um, you know, when I got back into pro ball, I had to basically relearn it and reteach myself, you know, how to throw it and, and when to throw it to batters and kind of just figure out a formula for how to use it more. Um, and this last season, I, I'd used it a little bit, but this last season when I got down to spring training, I met with the pitching coaches and they were like, hey, this pitch is very good for you. You need to start using it a little more. And um, how long do, do you throw it to lefties and righties, or is that just to yeah? Righties? So that was that was the main thing that I learned this year was throwing it to lefties too, um, and that's pretty much why I had such a good success this year. You know, I I threw it more. I was able to, um, you know, the the main thing about pitching and even like 
it's it's no different from the big leagues to you know ninth grade. You just gotta somehow find a formula to keep the hitters off balance. Mm. And um, I think that the changeup was one of the tools that I really really used a lot to keep the hitters off balance because they know me as a fastball slider guy. Mm-hmm. So if I can drop that changeup in there and any count then um you know that that's that's where i really found success this season and i started to get in a groove and um i would say yeah you know it's it's the aspect of it being hard is just you know i haven't thrown it you know like my slider mm-hmm. and fastball it's like second nature but my changeup is you know it's slowly becoming like those two other two pitches but mm-hmm. um yeah i would say my changeup for sure kirby i want to i want to ask you a follow up um I know the answer to this, but this is for the fans that are listening. What would be the difference of you being able to throw a, a changeup really well to like a right-handed batter versus like a left-handed batter? What's a, the difference in arm rotation or, or whatever? Yeah. So for be? me, for me, I have a, that low lefty slot. So, um, you know, for left-handed batters, it's really just about throwing it right down the middle of the plate. Cause they, you know, where I release it, it's pretty much like I'm throwing it at their head. But if I can just throw it right down the middle, pretty much, you know, um, with my the way my fastball and slider move, it kind of just, um, like I said earlier, just keeps them off balance. Whereas righties, I really have to focus on where I'm throwing it because, um, you know, they if it doesn't move, they can, I mean, they'll they'll crush it. So that's the main It'll thing. Go a long I think way. that's the difference of, uh, yeah. And like I was saying earlier, like the, the mental side of the game, it's just that little tick of like, okay, I need to I need to just reach out a little more or I need to get on top. And um, yeah, I'd say the changeup, I think the changeup has really also helped me with my mechanics as well because I really had to like get in tune with my body to learn how to throw it again. Whereas I was saying um, the fastball and slider are just like second nature pretty much. So, Do you have any pet peeves with batters? There's anything, particular thing that batters do that, that get under your skin? Um, you know, I think the, the normal one is when they take too long in the box to get in or, um, there's a lot of guys too, that, um, you know, if they don't have success off you, they'll try to bunt or squeeze or, you know, do things like that. And, and, but the number one pet peeve of all time is when you make a good pitch and they still get a hit. So that's the worst Mm. when you do exactly what you have to do. And then they still get a hit, or that you know they bloop one over third base for a hit, or first base for a hit. I think that's that's probably the most frustrating part of pitching. Those seeing eye singles that uh, yeah. <laughs> you make you, yeah. you you bury you bury a slider and just like a little flick and just over yeah. the shortstop's head. Yeah. Um, I wanted to run through um, taking you back to to your teams. Just quick one person answer. Have like six or seven things here. Okay. Um, who is the best hitter? On the Gators when you were there, Pete Alonzo. Who was the best pitcher? Uh, and in, in college, I would say um, definitely Logan Shore. You know, he had mm-hmm. the most success. Um, that's more than one word, but yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> who's the guy that didn't get enough credit on the team? Dane Dunning. Say Dane Dunning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What was the story there? Because Dane was pitching um, on week on weekdays, and I think Sully told me that Dane came to him. He was like a weekday starter, and Dane t- came to him. And he was like, "Hey, I'll come out of the bullpen on the weekends. I just want to help out in SEC play." Yeah, that's Dane to a T. You know, um, just a great guy, um, almost too nice to where it annoys you. So, <laughs> um, 
he just wanted to help any way he could. And, and, and if you ask any hitter from those teams that I was on, in fall scrimmages or early spring scrimmages, the one pitcher that they did not want to face was Dane Dunning. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, it's crazy. He was a reliever and went 28th overall. So that just tells you the stuff that he had. Um, and you know, it, it, he was one of the guys that I was rooting for in pro ball, man, because he really deserved it. And he really, you know, like his, I'll put his stuff up with anybody, you know, his stuff's a little down right now, but I mean, he could be like, he could be in Cy Young contention, no doubt in my mind. So high praise. Yeah. You're on the you're on the road. Who is the first person that you'd want to be roomed with? And who's the last person you want to be roomed with? <laughs> uh definitely AJ Puck. That's like my best buddy. Um, but the last one? I don't like know. if you if you see the room assignments, you're like, wow, they did me dirty. Uh, man, I gotta think about that one. Okay. No, 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 no. We, we, our, our group really got along, man. Like I, I can't really name anybody that I didn't really like. I'm being. Who's dirty? Who's dirty? Who's leaving like crumbs on the floor? Pete was dirty for sure, but yeah, I mean, he, me and him are best friends, so I can't really knock (laughs) on him. You you put up, you put up with Pete. You put up with Pete's mess in. in Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was the funniest on that team? Ooh. Um. Probably Buddy Reed. Shout out to Buddy Reed, man. Yeah. Buddy Love. Yeah. Buddy uh, always kept us going. It might it might be the same answer, but my last one was who is the best overall athlete? Like if you had to play a different like if you just say, Hey, you gotta play a different sport, this is him. Buddy or Bader, for sure. Yeah. Those two guys. Buddy Kirby I mean, Buddy, oh. Buddy could have played college ball. You know, he could have played college soccer. He was yeah. uh, he, he played hockey in high school and got a hockey scholarship. If he could play um, college soccer, he's damn sure an athlete because yeah. you guys are athletic. Yeah, but he yeah. said hockey too, so we know that he's creme de la creme. He can skate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, no one's perfect, Dan. Everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> uh Kirby, I know that you said that yeah, I'm changing the subject here. Sorry. I know that you said that you like being a, a relief pitcher because of the the pressure and everything else. Um, obviously that's a role that you, you grew into. I would imagine that you were, you know, a a, a starting pitcher for, for a lot of your, you know, middle school and high school, uh, and moving on. But do, do a lot of, what's the relationship like between maybe a, a former starting pitcher moving into like a relief role in, in college and, you know, kind of the mental piece of, of moving in from that, Hey, you're going to pitch six or seven bat or six or seven innings to, you know, maybe you're only being brought in for, you know, one batter or one inning. And that's um, something a, a lot of these pitchers, because like everyone mm-hmm. that comes to Florida is like that dude on their high right. school team um, have never had to yeah. come out of the bullpen. And then you show up and you're like, oh, all these other guys who have been here two years are also dudes. And I'm going to like if I want to pitch this year, I have to learn how to come out of the bullpen. Yeah. And I can I mean, I can even assess from that from just personal experience. Um when I came into Florida, I was a starter all in high school and travel ball and, and stuff. And I, I knew I was going to be a reliever, but I had never done it. So my freshman fall, you know, I was throwing one to two innings and I just like, I struggled a little bit making that little transition. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is just um, a lot of starters like coming to 
be a reliever because they can kind of uh, let it eat in a sense, you know, as a starter, you kind of have to get a feel of the game and kind of pace yourself. And, and, and obviously you want to attack hitters and and you want to pitch good, but um, I think it's just a different mentality. I think it's a different, um, like, you know, relievers, like you just got to come in and be aggressive and throw strikes. Whereas, uh, you know, starter, obviously you want to do the same, but it's just that little mental aspect of, um, you know, you're only going to be out there for a short time compared to you're trying to go as long as you can. So. Time to kind of like feel the game as a, as a starter. And you might uh, feeling the game as a reliever might be, Hey, there's one out guy on second and third uh, and the number three batters up. So yeah. And that's pretty quick. Being a reliever, you get a lot more uh, like adrenaline, you know, like, you know, you're only going like, for example, when I would come in, it'd be like, Hey, you're getting these two lefties and then you're getting out. So it's like, I have to get these two guys or else, you know, I like, I'm never going to pitch. Again, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I have to get these guys. So I think it's, um, I think that's, that's another part of it as well. Well, perfect. Well, Kirby, we'll, we'll let you run, but, uh, I mean, best of luck. No, uh, Major League Baseball is negotiating right now, so hopefully we can get you back on the diamond here soon. And yeah. man, it was uh, it was an absolute. I got, I got one. I got one oh, last go question. One last question, Kirby. Uh, what's what's? I know you're still chasing the dream a little bit. I don't think you're done dreaming, right? You're still passionate. You yeah. got a lot of ambition. So, um, what's the end all? What's what's what's, what's your dream scenario, man? Yeah, my dream is um, just to play as long as I can, you know, into hopefully my late thirties. Um, I'm 27 now, so got a little time left, obviously, but, um, I don't really know from there, you know, I just, uh, it, it kind of sounds so silly to say it a lot, but, you know, I just try to take it a day at a time. I'm not really worried about, you know, what's going to happen from 10 years from now. My, my only worry is hopefully we can get back soon and I can just, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be a big year for the Blue Jays. So I'm just hoping that we can get back and, and I can contribute to a to a good team there. Um, but if I had to answer your question, I would say that I definitely want to get into coaching one day. You know, I just um, I think as you as I grew older, I just realized how much how much time that it takes. You know, just for people that have helped me along the way. You know, my parents, my dad has coached me. He never played baseball, so he didn't know. So he was learning as I was going. So I think that kind of helped my situation a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just want to get into coaching and just try to help as many kids as I can. And I've been giving lessons a little bit here and there in the, in the Gainesville area. So I think, uh, you know, just, just ex sharing experiences, man. I, I like talking to people. I like sharing experiences and, and stories and, you know, I, I like getting perspective from everyone, you know, cause every, all of Already. us are different. All of us are different, Already. you know? So I think that's the main thing about baseball too, is that like, we have guys from the Dominican. We have guys from, you know, Mexico. We have guys from overseas. I mean, it's just like uh, it's a good mesh of people. And I think that, you know, that's that's part of being on a team is, um, you know, experiencing that. Well, we hope that's you're awesome. not coaching for uh, for a good long while. Yeah. And appreciate uh, it. enjoy the uh, Canadian summer. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Hey, man, yeah. have you ran into Drake yet? What's up? No, no. He's, uh, so from what I've heard, he's not a big baseball fan, so he doesn't really. What? When y'all start yeah. winning, he's going to be one. Yeah. Just start yeah. winning, yeah. bro. Yeah. Not, yeah. We got yeah. yeah. to win. Wait, yeah. wait till the ALCS. Drake will yeah. be sitting right, yeah. there, right there, there front be there. row. Yeah. 
Kirby, did you guys – and I might get my years mixed up. Were you guys playing in Toronto last year or were you guys in Buffalo? Yeah, so no, okay. so we were we were in Buffalo until uh, mid-July. Okay. And then we got – like right when I got called up is when we were going back to Toronto. So I actually oh, never played Oh, that's beautiful, it. man. I Toronto never played compared to Buffalo. Buffalo. Woo. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. So I've slandered Jacksonville enough on this show. I'm not going to throw Buffalo under the bus, but stay tuned to next episode and I'll slander Buffalo all up and down. Definitely safer to uh, slander Buffalo, Dan. I love it. Well, Kirby, are you uh, you pretty active on social media or where can people follow you? Yeah, have one tweet. He's not active at all. No, I I have Twitter just to uh, just to keep. You up don't have one. Tweet. I don't. I don't tweet, but uh, hey, follow me back, fam. I will. I will. But um, but uh, I do have Instagram. I use a good bit, and it's um just Kirby Sneed. So perfect. I love it, man. Well, thanks so much for joining yeah. us uh, this evening. Best of luck, man. Thank you. I right, have a good one. Appreciate you, Kirby. Kirby. You too. I should have checked the uh, the Twitter feed before um, before I asked the question. Not heavy on Twitter, more of an Instagram guy. They weren't allowed to have social media um, when they were at Florida. So, so he put the so social he ruled, media. He ruled with an iron fist, hey? Social media banned. So all the guys had accounts that were private. Mm. Uh, those, uh, what are they called? Finstas? Those fake Instagrams? No, no. It was pictures no? of them in their uniform with their names. Just private. Oh, they, just, they just limited who could follow. I get it. Yeah, I think they were allowed to have it. In, in like the fall, but like when the season came, they were supposed to shut it down. So they were just private, probably wouldn't accept uh, Kevin O'Sullivan's friend requests on Instagram or Twitter and, and uh, keeping it moving. Kevin O'Sullivan logs in as Gator fan 0604 and all of a sudden. <laughs> um, well, before we move on to a bunch of other things that are happening in Gator Nation, one of the his hair, bro. I shot my man to follow on IG. He cut his hair off, <laughs> bro. He know his hair, so he had he had short hair. He had his hair in a bun. I saw him Friday. He's got crazy long hair. Like probably hasn't cut it in three years. Oh, okay. That's another thing. Kevin O'Sullivan won't let you have long hair. No facial hair. No long hair. He's a Yankee guy. He's a Yankee fan. Kind of runs things that way. Uh, so you see, like. AJ Puck, if you look him up, he had long hair when he left Florida. Kirby's hair like covers his name on his jersey now. Still there. Mm. Getting a little hair envy on the pod. I'm jealous. Oh no, no, man. I like the flow. I ain't hating. Trying to working on my hated ways after last week, Nick. And shout out to y'all boys for throwing me under the bus, bro. Yeah, man. I, I wasn't gonna the, dive the, under the bus with you. On the watch no, yeah. back. I was like, look at these guys, man. They had like they never called Mike White Buns. I never have. I literally, <laughs> I, 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 I certainly I predicted have. he would beat Auburn. I predicted he would beat Auburn. So he's a great guy. Also predicted they'd probably lose to Texas A&M. Great that was like a totally different, bro. Hmm. Y'all right. Yeah, different. I got stage fright. I saw her in the green room. Like, got to keep the slander to a minimum. And here I am just getting see, my, see, that's my, my the thing. greatest Blanco takes off. <laughs> that's the thing. So if you're listening, we, uh, the like the program we used to record, only Dan can see when guests come on. So Silk oh, really? is just Silk. I, I yeah, can't see. We have no idea, bro. We have no idea. I thought you guys all up. had access to it. That's we my have bad. no idea when they show up. So Silk is just he thinks it's like a free range chicken. <laughs> He's free range slandering Mike White. Little yeah. does he know the woman he shares a training facility with is sitting there listening to the whole thing. Hmm. That was awkward for I mean, a second. No, I was like, "Yeah, I realized that's my apologies." I thought you guys room. all saw her in there. I just, I just so assumed like, that was going to no, be like, and then, I, and then I, oop, she's here. I know a setup when I see one, Nick. 
she was standing there for like up. five minutes actually she heard the entire conversation about storm the court and everything but i, I, but I, I thought you, you guys to, knew I, that that's on me i bet you she agrees with me now though I bet you she does. Well, before let's let's chat a little bit about her. But before we do, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word. Get fifteen percent off. They're dropping a whole bunch of new stuff, basketball stuff, um, all sorts of new apparel. Dropping a lot of new colleges uh, each and every Saturday at noon. So visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale and get fifteen percent off of your order. So speaking of which, uh, Kelly Ray Finley, who joined us last week, a women's interim basketball coach, is now interim no more. It was announced today uh, that she will be the new women's basketball coach. So congratulations to her. That might that might that might have saved us in, in future interviews because the the girls, the ladies, women were coming off a loss. She comes mm-hmm. on the show. They catch two more L's. I'm thinking, yep, we're done. Kelly Ray's blaming us. There's no way mm-hmm. she's ever going to be back on Stadium and Gale. But we told her, you don't have to say it. We'll say it for you. Remove that interim tag. And congratulations to her. Yeah, signs a five-year deal. Uh, so congratulations to her. They do end the season uh, with two losses uh, to end – or three straight losses, two after our episode. Uh, they were number 15 in the polls. I do not think that they will – uh, be there anymore they will be a fifth seed uh, and they will be playing either Vanderbilt or Texas A&M uh, in the first game of the SEC tournament or their first game of the SEC tournament um, but she does come on get some success Jelly, Jenny Rowland comes on the show they rattle off a couple big victories Colby Halter comes on the show he rattles off an SEC co-player of the week what about Jelly Ray wife? Finley comes on and, and we line our pockets with some big bread so um, I'm not saying that we're the cause, but I'm not not saying we're not the cause. Uh, Mike White might have a Final Four run in him if he comes on Stadium and Gale. Mike White has a, a standing invitation to join the show um, for about three years, years, bro. Paul. <laughs> he actually paused. Look at him. It's frozen. He actually paused. Silk, Silk is completely frozen. But, uh, no, congratulations to her. Uh, you know, hopefully they're able to bounce out of uh, this little rut that they're in. Uh, but certainly, no matter how the season ends, uh, certainly better than I think anybody uh, in the entire world could have predicted. Yeah, I mean, with everything that went on in the off season, um, her getting named an intro, and then you lose your your best player to an injury, and then she transfers like four days after they say that she's out for the year with an injury. Um, the kind of run that they went on and, and obviously didn't end the year the way they wanted to, but the kind of run they went on, I, I don't think anyone uh, outside of, you know, their their locker room would have said, uh, would have predicted, you know, the kind of season they had. How old is she? Is she 36? Like 30, 36. 36. Is, she, is she the youngest uh, women's basketball coach ever in Florida? Do we have any history there? That's, that's I don't know. She's the 11th, really the 11th total. Uh, I didn't go through in my preparation or Kirby Snead, I did not go through and look at all 11 coaches. She was younger than Cam. I know that. How, 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 how young was how young was Billy when Billy got when Billy took over? He was really young. Billy Donovan, I think, was in his early 30s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Billy was Let's young. see. Billy was born in 65 and took over in 96. So he's 31. Um that's wild. Younger than his birthday. No, I can't imagine. You know, I think of, you know, myself at 34, um, you know, <clears> Billy Donovan at 31, leading Sean McVay at 36, winning a Super Bowl, turning down $100 million from Amazon to stay with the Rams. 
Um, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to Kelly Wright. She's she's got a big long career ahead of her. Big ups. Big ups to Kelly Ray. Um, Nick, Gators do um, rattle off a 5-0 and a week in baseball, and they're headed to another five-game week. But uh, yeah, the Gators down, uh, you know, um, Stetson on Tuesday. Was it Jacksonville Wednesday? Yep. And then Georgia State Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, seemingly clicked after a, kind of a rocky start to the season against uh, against Liberty last weekend. Uh, talk to us a little bit about baseball and how it went. Besides, the yeah, audience. really, really good week uh, for baseball. Got a lot of um, a lot of the younger pitchers in. Um, a lot of the younger hitters got some time as well. Obviously, Colby Halter, friend of the show, uh, co SEC Player of the Week. He went twelve for twenty two. That's a five forty five wow. average. Um, slugged 1045 that's fantastic um on base percentage of 583 scored nine runs drove in six and had three home runs including a leadoff home run i believe that was saturday again if that's wrong it's been a lot of games um on the year he's hitting 429 um team high 27 total bases he's killing the ball sterling thompson continues to kill the ball uh and bt ryapel transfer catcher um, is actually leading the team mm. in, in batting. So uh, the team looked really good. And that loss to Liberty, Liberty has been tremendous. Um, the only loss they have on the year is that Friday night to Hunter Barco when he threw a gem. Um, so that Liberty loss at the end of the year, Liberty got ranked number 20th this week. So that might not be a bad series loss when mm -hmm. it's all said and done. Um, definitely a, a big week this week. So it's interesting uh, they'll go on the road, play at UNF. Um, you should win that game. Host FAMU on Wednesday. You should win that game. And then the Miami series is interesting because it's, it's early on in the year. Um, it's not a conference game. So fans, I, I've learned this. Fans really tune in this weekend and then the three Tuesdays that they play FSU. Um, the, the casual fan. And they tune in because it's Miami. Um, but like Florida and Kevin O'Sullivan isn't super concerned about this series because at the end of the day, it's an out of conference series. It's the same as Liberty when it comes to standings. Um, and at the end of the day, the goal is to win the SEC and losing, you know, two out of three to Miami uh, has no effect on you winning the SEC. So I, I definitely, you know, especially last year when they lost the series to Miami to open the new ballpark, people were pissed off. Um, but it's so early in the season, these teams are going to look – vastly different by the time June comes around and, and regionals comes around. I mean, you still want to win, right? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah, still, yeah. yeah it's right. a rivalry. It's a rivalry. You said game. The tone of these games don't matter because like, that's not what, like the winning attitude or the attitude you have winning teams just want to win. They don't give a shit. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they want to beat that FAMU as bad as they want to beat Miami. Uh, right. You know, um, but it's, it's a, it's a really, Really heated rivalry. The Canes fans, because that all the success they had in the 80s and 90s, uh, winning multiple College World Series, they have a, a passionate baseball fan base um, who it, it's like being at like a European soccer match, the way that they talk the entire game. Um, I've been at some games where Pete Alonso shut them up in the first inning, uh, and they were pretty quiet and left early on Friday night. Um, but if their team, if the game is close or they're up, they are loud. 
Miami fans show up pretty heavy for this game because I hear a lot of excuses during football yeah. season. They can't show up because there's all these things to do in Miami. So they show up. They, yeah. they, they, it'll be a packed house, sold out. It'll be sold out. For, well, they'll probably announce stadium. it sometime. It's a smaller stadium. The same um, number of fans. I think they, right. <laughs> yeah, the exact same number of fans that, that show up to football games show up to baseball. Just a significantly smaller stadium. Well, Silk, you're going to show up? Yeah, I'm, I'm showing up. It's, it's Thursday or Friday. I'm definitely pulling up. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You yeah, said I can't you had come Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be out it's of Friday town. Friday night. I'll be in Jacksonville Saturday. Shout out to Jacksonville, and I got to come back to Orlando. Yeah, shout out to Jacksonville. Damn, Damn always shouting out Jacks. So what? It's, it's a Friday night game and then Saturday day game or night game? Uh, Friday at 7, Saturday at 7, and uh, Sunday at noon or 1. I have it written down right here. Sunday is noon, and the games will be on uh, ACC Network Extra. Hmm. Don't know who carries that. Um, ACC that will be Network in the 800s Extra. on Dish Network, I'm sure. <laughs> definitely, not, definitely not adding that on. <laughs> Yeah, ACC Network Extra on Friday, Saturday, and on the regular ACC Network on Sunday. And I think if you have like an ESPN subscription, you can like stream ACC Network. I don't know if they have like, an actual channel. Hmm. All right, well, we'll be on the lookout for that and look forward to uh, hopefully another 5-0 and week, a uh, big week for the Gators. Um Speaking of big week for the Gators, do want to give a quick shout out to the women's gymnastics program. Um, mentioned that they were able to rattle off a big victory this weekend, but number three Gators uh, competed against the number two Oklahoma Sooners, who I know have won some national championships recently. Uh, but the Gators hosted a uh, hosted the meet and they ended up winning uh, in pretty decisive fashion. Uh, they came out to a pretty hot start. I ended up winning a big game on senior night. Uh, the Gators recognized a lot of uh, seniors and super seniors uh, to their team. Shout out to Trinity Thomas, uh, who again scored a perfect 10. It was her third uh, of the season. So shout out to her. Um, just another big victory. This team looks poised to, uh, to really make a deep run uh, in the national championship tournament uh, that's coming up in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but I believe – I believe Trinity's overall score from last weekend against Oklahoma was the highest overall score um, this season across the nation as well. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout. I'm, I'm reading the notes here. So it's her 13th 10 that she's gotten in her Gator career, six on the floor, three on beams, uh, th- sorry, three bars and beam, and then one on uh, vault. She got to um, all four, all four uh, skills, all four apparatus. Yeah, apparatus. Um, Same thing. Apparatuses. Yeah. Apparati. Uh, yeah. Uh, she has 94 career wins, which is the second all time and just one away from Bridget Sloan's program record. Um, her 21st all around win uh, moves her into a tie for number four with uh, Kitra Hunter um, for Florida's career um, chart. Uh, three collegiate bets Sloan uh, Blakely, 9925 on vault. Um, she got uh, her all around best on bars and all around as well. Megan Skaggs. And then of course, Trinity Thomas with a 10 uh, and then shout out to Gator fans. They set another record uh, for women's gymnastics, 9,685 folks were there. Uh, so just an incredible performance um, by the Gators women's gymnastics this year and certainly wish the best to them. And then shout out to Alyssa Bauman, Megan Skaggs, who are super seniors, 
Uh, joined seniors, Leah Clapper, Sydney Johnson, Sharf, Nia Reed, Savannah Shoner, Haley Taylor, and Trinity Thomas, who all celebrated their final career um, match at the O'Connell Center. So congratulations to them, uh, and they are going to uh, hopefully uh, chase another national championship. Uh, in other news, a lot of success in uh, men's track and field uh, this weekend uh, as well. Let me just pull that up. Uh, Want to make sure that we're giving them their um, their necessary shout outs. We haven't really talked a ton uh, about uh, the women or pardon me, the uh, the men's track and field team uh, this season. But as I pull up this article, uh, the Gators. Uh, took home second in both men's and women's track and field in the SEC uh, indoor championship. So congratulations uh, to both of um, to both uh, teams there, and, and certainly wish them luck on their upcoming outdoor season. Uh, Jasmine Moore uh, was able to take home uh, a gold with uh, Natricia Hooper. Uh, who came in second um, in the triple jump. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to both men and women's track and field. And certainly softball is still kicking um, butts all and down the diamond as well. So uh, that'll wrap up great, a bit of the Great Gators game against UCF um, on Sunday night to, I think they went to 16 and 0. Is that right, Dan? Yeah. 16 and 0 on the season. Um, you know, just rocking and rolling uh, again this season. Um, their wins this weekend. Let me just pull that up. I was trying to pull it up while Nick was talking. Yeah, so uh, a couple of wins uh, over UNF uh, last Tuesday mm -hmm. and Wednesday. Uh, they got into a tournament against DePaul, big victory against Oakland, uh, against James Madison, and then, like you said, Nick, a 12-11 to 11 victory uh, over UCF to, uh, to end the UCF Knights Classic. So always good to beat them. Uh, at their home diamond, they will play Southern Miss on Wednesday, and then they head to or head to the Bubbly Invitational uh, this weekend uh, in Gainesville, where they'll play Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, Tennessee State, um, and then Coastal Carolina and Georgia State again before entering SEC play with a couple of uh, non-conference games sprinkled in there as well. You didn't even label it Gator News of the Week. I didn't. You know, we just ro we rolled right into it, and again, uh, kind of track? shooting off. Yeah, just trying to shooting off the uh, the cuff here. Uh, again, didn't plan it out. No bullet points this week. Uh, I'll work on it for uh, for next week. No, smooth man. I appreciate smooth. that. No, right in there. Nick, Nick's, <laughs> Nick's the hater this week. Nick is the hater this week. Nick is the hater this week. Um, let's. What do you think? What do you think if? if because I'm going back to Kirby. I'm, I'm scrolling through our Twitter, and uh, mm -hmm. we're firing an intern, making fun of my pronunciations. I don't know who that mm -hmm. was, but an intern will be losing their job to, tonight. Um, would you serve Tim Tebow uh, like a, a nice fastball? You're like, hey, listen, Tim Tim might need a home run, might need a double. Uh, maybe I need to give him a, a little gift. Would you give Tim a gift, or would you strike him out? What would Tim do? I don't know. Tim would strike me out, so I'm gonna strike yeah. Tim. Out. <laughs> would strike me out. I think if you're a starting pitcher, it's a little bit different than Kirby Snead's situation where you're a relief pitcher, um, because your responsibility is to get those one, two, three outs. Um, you know, if you're a starting pitcher, yeah, I would, I would go for the strikeout, but you know, the team's up 10 0, you know, we're in the sixth yeah. inning, you know, much like right. one out there. 
Yeah, now I got to strike his ass out. Well, maybe that's why I'm not competitive <laughs> enough. I never made the uh, Major League Baseball. Okay. I'd strike his Nick, ass what out would too. you do? Strike him out. See you, <laughs> Timmy. Back to yeah. the booth. I can tell see Nick lofting up like a 65-mile-an-hour fastball. No, right I'd say, middle. hey, tell Laura and Marcus I said hello when you're on set next time, but you're going back to the dugout, Timmy. That was a wild time, Tim Tebow playing baseball. All right, let's get into some football news. Uh, a lot of things happening, but before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our friends over at Game Time Sidekicks. Got a compliment uh, to one of the uh, cups that I had earlier today when I was at work. So congratulations uh, to Game Time Sidekicks. Great products. Visit them, GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% off. 350-plus schools. So get one for yourself. Get one for your friends and family. A uh, lot of other products out there uh, for uh, NFL players and Major League Baseball players, golfers. A lot of just great uh, drinkware out there. So visit them, GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% percent off uh the gators announce um well I, I don't know if they've officially announced it yet uh but russ calloway will be joining the staff as a another quality control coach uh spent time most recently with the new york giants before that uh was on the lsu staff as an offensive analyst and then previously uh very well known at the division two level i believe was samford uh where he was the offensive coordinator for five years uh, did a fantastic job there. So Russ Calloway will be joining the staff in what I would imagine is a a role that only can can boggle the mind. Nick can't hear me, so. Why, why can't Nick hear you? I don't know. He's got to get some new equipment over there. But uh, let's see. Um so Russ Calloway gets uh, will be joining the staff. Um, so do you want to get a little bit into the uh, the visits for uh, this upcoming weekend uh, from a recruiting perspective? Got caught standing flat footed with that one. We <laughs> 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 wait for Nick to get back to old three guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got the list on hand. Nick, Nick can you hear us now? I mean, I'm back. All right, very good. We're just Nick, talking a little bit about uh, the visitor list for this weekend. Okay. Pull that up for you. Um, I mean, all of March is really going to be packed. Um, it's loaded. Mm-hmm. All these kids are on tour, so don't get like we're doing anything extra special. Um, mm-hmm. I do I do like the, the birthday card uh, battle. Oh, are we doing birthday gate now? Yeah, let's birthday, do birthday yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, let's do birthday gate. That was, that was fun time. Shout out to Florida State, who definitely came in last. I think Dan had, the, <laughs> I think Dan had the uh, the the joke of the day on on Twitter.com. So Mike, so, Norvell, Mike Norvell spent all summer in the studio mixing beats, producing songs. Right, right, right. Forgot to cut out the go for his happy birthday to uh, to money. So 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 set the set the stage a little bit for those that maybe didn't see it. I think this happened sure. on was it Saturday. Yeah, it happened on Saturday. So during the week, uh, defensive back uh, McLean. Yeah, Carmani McLean. Carmani McLean. Money McLean. Shout out to Money McLean. Happy birthday, my, my dude. Um, it was his birthday. So Miami, whole staff sent, they all sent a card, some handwritten card. Um, 
you know, people on Twitter was was in the social media in the message boards. Real, the Miami fans were really hyped about uh, them sending cards. Uh, so the recruiting team start getting into their things where they battle it or they try to outdo each other. And the Florida staff sent a nice edited video that was uh, kind of like a TikTok video, but it kind of went through the staff, different people. Uh, Gervon Dexter kicked it off. It was pretty dope. Uh, then Florida State, I guess, woke up that morning went and bought a cake. I don't know who ate the cake. I don't know why they brought a cake for the video. Um, the kid can't jump through the screen to eat the cake. So it was like from go when they when they when they started drawing up the plans, it was already uh, doomed. Uh, if you if, everybody that's listening to the show, if you can, um, just just stop what you're doing and give some prayers up for for rat. Um, it like he was held hostage in that video. Oh, and, um, and, and they're throwing help. him. They're throwing him front and center for everything too. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh man. Thoughts and prayers uh, to rat. Yeah, prayers are rat. Uh, but pretty much, yeah, everybody's just getting – I mean, he's the best player in the country in my eyes. I, I, I think he's up mm-hmm. there, definitely the best defensive back. So everybody's pulling out all stops and trying to impress this kid. Yeah, no, I think the, the, the funniest thing for me was, you know, Florida obviously put a lot of effort behind making the video. And I'm not just saying that as a homer. I'm just saying that as if you watch the video as a completely unbiased person, you can say, hey, this group of people planned a video. They knew what they were doing. They probably got – I don't know, three or four players, a number of support staff on there uh, as well. And then you see FSU kind of huddled around in what looked to be a warehouse. Um, you have a bunch of people that don't really know why they're there. Uh, you have some people on the side that definitely aren't singing happy birthday. Um, you have the unedited video of them saying go to start the video, which you can easily change on an iPhone in, it I don't know, definitely four seconds. On a, it was definitely recorded on an iPhone that has a home button. <laughs> but you can tell they, on an iphone that has a tactile button still on it <laughs> you can tell they were like on probably some sort of scissor lift or some sort of balcony trying to get as far away as they could uh, to film this video i think we um, all were trying to get as far away from the video as we could but that man i mean just what a what an atrocious effort you know that that's one of those videos that you shot with the uh the Twitter video function, and you just posted it immediately. You know, <laughs> you, you didn't edit it. You didn't look at. You didn't look at it. You know, you just said, "Hey, that's good enough." I don't miss having the goofiest coach in the state. I tell you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But my joke came about. You know, when they did the announcement of FSU schedule a few weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was, they had a video of Mike Norvell in a recording studio, which I don't totally get. Um, because the idea of Mike Norvell mixing tapes, I guess back in his cornrow days, maybe it would have been a little stronger. Anyway, um, sitting sitting behind the mixing board, and then just a few short weeks later, they're they're releasing a video, and they they don't even know how to edit it right. Maybe that's why Mike Norvell's career as a music producer just didn't last very long. Hmm. Cornrows went out of style. But uh, but shout out to uh, Cor- to like, them corals look crazy, like he just came back from Bahamas, man. <laughs> it, it does, it does look like he was on a cruise, yeah. yeah. What you didn't see in that picture was like the little uh, you know, black, green, and uh, and uh, and yellow beads that were on the back, yeah, for sure. He definitely got them at a resort, <laughs> he was at uh, Sandals, before- Jamaica. Mike <laughs> just returned. Yeah, he was with Already. Michael Scott, right? Um, yeah, nice cup of conk. <laughs> uh Cormani McLean is the number four uh player 
uh, on the on three overall uh, rating. So uh, congratulations to him. Happy birthday. Uh, you'll certainly be seeing a lot of him, and that's definitely a, a UM Florida battle. FSU is trying to get involved as well. Uh, Sam McCall from his high school uh, com- or, uh, signed with Florida State, uh, but definitely going to be a, a good battle for, uh, like Silk said, the number one. Yeah, Florida State ain't in this. Um, Miami's in it. I think it's, it's us and Miami, I think, at the top right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been on campus with us yet. We, we got that visit on the horizon. Uh, he's doing a, a, a few days he's going to be on campus. I love to hear it. Right, Nick? Um, I'm lie. Yeah. Let me lie on y'all website. <laughs> he's coming. Shout um, to Corey Bender, man. Yeah, me and Corey was in the DMs. I think he's coming like several days. Mm-hmm. Oh, Corey told me. Yeah, Corey. Um, so number one, Carmine McLean coming March 19th through 20th. Florida will be um he'll be here to see uh spring practice. Spring practice starts the 15th, so he'll be there. What is March? March is March 19th is what? That's Friday. So then Florida practice is Saturday. So the 20th, mm-hmm. he'll probably get to see uh practice. And, uh, and that's always something you want. No, the 19th so, is the Saturday. 19th is a Saturday. That's Their right, first practice is on the 15th. 15th. So they, they are, they're practicing Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays all spring. Um, so he'll see that that Saturday practice for sure. Uh, and then Sunday maybe you get him in and, and you watch the, the film breakdown because that's how spring practice works. You practice one day. The next day you're going over everything, uh, and then you're back on the practice field the, you know, the following day. So um, almost getting him – giving him a an experience of what it would be like if he were a player like hey you're not gonna be practicing but this is going to be your schedule if you decide to come here spring we're practicing and then we're gonna get you in the meeting rooms and you're gonna sit in there um with Corey raymond um and they got a box first according to the video listen i don't know i don't know how old Corey raymond is um my guy is still in shape my guy's still in shape i I think i think watch goals right there nick if we get Corey Raymond on the show and, and you ask him your your famous your now famous question, who's got the best hands on the team? He might just say me. Hmm. Hmm. Corey Raymond might say Corey Raymond has the best hands on the team. And I'll it's gonna it. take it's gonna take some mountain moving from us to, to get Corey Raymond on the show. We keep getting our hands slapped, but we're gonna keep fighting. We're gonna keep fighting for it, uh, but. Uh, let's go over the visitor list. I was able to uh, to pull it up here. Uh, starting yeah. tomorrow, which is March 1st, the day you're listening to this, the Gators are going to host uh, three players, four-star defensive lineman Gavin Hill, three-star wide receiver Eugene Wilson the third, and then safety Cameron Upshaw. Um, I don't believe Cameron Upshaw has a rating um, from – Gadsden County. So uh, a guy that has a pretty impressive offer list already, uh, South Carolina, Penn State, Mississippi State, uh, Michigan State, Arkansas, uh, Iowa, a lot of big names um, on here uh, already. So the Gators are going to host those three on uh, March 1st. And then on March 3rd, uh, that Thursday, the Gators are going to host a defensive tackle, Jordan Hall, um, four-star cornerback, Sharif Denson, four-star running back, Trayon Webb, three-star safety, Kenton Kirkland, three-star O-line, Jernoris Wilson, and then 2024 safety, Brayshawn Williams. I think you um, nailed that name, names. Dan. I was, wor- I was worried about your pronunciation. I should be – I'm the pronunciation guy now. Yeah, Dunedin. Wait, you got some nerve. 
But Janoris spelled G-E-R-N-O-R-I-S. Yeah, a little bit different. Um, how to put you... my uh, my syllables together for that one. <laughs> um, uh, I think Trey, Trey on Webb is probably the one there that for that March 3rd day, the one that um, I, I, I maybe I would circle. Mm -hmm. Um Obviously, uh, running back, uh, we, we're starting to break down over and on, on Gators Online on three. We're starting to break down position battles, and I'm doing a little series of guys I'm excited to see. And, and two of the ten that I'm doing were uh, Demarcus Bowman. Mm -hmm. Wild. I realized that I had been spelling Demarcus Bowman's first name wrong for a year. Were you forgetting the K? Put the C before the K. Mm. E M A R C K U S. Um, um, think about another word. Listen, bro, I, I'm a <laughs> professional writer, and I, I spelled. Thank God he only got 15 carries last year. Shout out to Dan Mullen. Shout out to to uh, to incompetence. The, yeah, int the interim god. Um, if they would if they would have given him more opportunities, I would look like a big idiot. Uh, so um, talked about him. Talked about Montreal. Um, but if you look, I mean, like. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a running back transferred uh, after the spring. I don't think it'll be Montreal. I don't think it'll be Demarcus. No, but I'm saying I think I think you need here, Silk. No, no, I'm saying you need you're going to need a running back, and, and I think a oh, guy, sure. getting yeah, a guy yeah. like Trayon Webb in the class, you know, that might be my number one take. Who who else were we talking about the other? We were talking about someone the other week, still another running back. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of Cedric running backs. Baxter. Yeah, yeah, Baxter. Yeah, I believe you said last week that Cedric Baxter was the guy that you wanted. Um, but either side I, of the fence, I'm going to play them both. I think that I think right now, I mean, he's probably. I mean, you, like, and everybody in mind, Richard Young is probably it's probably Richard Young and Cedric Baxter. But we're not trending for Richard Young right now. Um, so the board right now, in my mind, one and two would probably be Baxter, and then um, Trayon. Trayon, well. Yeah, no, Tran Webb, um, if you're unfamiliar, uh, from the beautiful city of Jacksonville, plays at uh, Trinity Christian <laughs> Academy, uh, 5'11", 188, uh, ranked four stars on uh, the on-three consensus. Um, only three stars uh, on on-three in their ratings. Um, uh, kind of strange. I mean, I think that this will, will kind of even out. The on-three consensus has him as the number six running back in the country. On-three ranks him as the 30th running back uh, in the country. But I do think that that will change. Uh, super talented running back. Um, you know, I think that, you know, whoever gets him is certainly get a player uh, that is going to contribute well at the uh, the FBS level. <clears throat> but that's a name that, that I'm excited about. But I think the name that I'm most excited about, uh, I like the name Jordan Hall a lot. Um, I think that he's a really good defensive yeah. tackle. Uh, I think that he's going to play. Um, I, I think that he's got an NFL caliber uh, skill set. So that four-star defensive tackle, I know that he's uh, looking at you know, a lot of different schools, uh, Florida State, Georgia. Uh, but that's definitely a guy who I think um, you know is, is a difference maker uh, at the uh, the collegiate level. Uh, he's ranked as the 183rd best player, uh, 34th best player in the state of Florida. But in my opinion, that's a, a guy also from Jacksonville that I'm you know looking forward to seeing um, you know on campus and seeing how Florida uh, is able to recruit him. And that's a um, full <clears throat> team effort there. He told Corey uh, Bender that he talks mostly to uh, Coach Spence and Cheney, um, but Napier told him. Right off the rip, like everyone in this building is going to recruit you. Um, uh, the picture that Corey used for the story is him and Katie uh, Turner clowning around. Um, 
I think it, it's it's probably trending in the right direction for Florida right now. And then, you know, just piggyback on everything you said there, Dan, about the kind of player he is and, and the kind of potential he has. Yeah, and we'll we'll stick with Jacksonville. There's another good player, uh, Sharif Denson, uh, ranked as the number 186 player. Jordan Hall, 186 player. How many defensive backs we taking or cornerbacks we taking oh, in this class, man. Nick? Um, so, and I want to get more into it with with someone that's probably better at X's nose than I am. But it, everything I've seen and people I've talked to, I'm better to, at X's, X's nose than you. So, what do you have? <laughs> Perfect. And not 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 tic tac toe. We've got a, um, we've, we've got an expert. They 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 play or they like to Tony likes to play a lot of dime. So you're gonna get um, like in high school we called it a rover. You, you know that six right. defensive back. Um, so I think, you know, I gotta, I have to pull up my scholarship chart, but like, there's a ton of safeties on the roster and, and I don't think it's necessarily that star position, you know, that, that Grantham, um, had in his defense shout out to Todd Grantham, newest member of Alabama's, uh, Nick Saban's, you know, coaching rehab clinic over there. Beginning of the end. <laughs> um, so I, I think that might be a room where 14, 15, 16 defensive backs split between, you know, like corner and safety. Um, you know, I think you're going to have a lot of those just based on what Tony's defenses looked like at Louisiana and how many uh, cornerbacks and safeties and, and just defensive backs in general that he has on the field at one time. And then if you start rotating guys to keep guys fresh, um, you need some bodies back there. My, um, I'm watching that wide receiver recruiting. It's a mm -hmm. lot of studs in the state. I want to see. I know, like, there's some, a lot of competition as well, but it's a lot of elite players. Um, so I, I want to see us land somebody early. Uh, I'm, so my eyes are still on Kerry Colbert. Watching you, fam. Out of love. No, no. Yeah, no, I, I, out of love. You're you're in the unmarked van across the street of the house watching them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just you know, people out the window every now and then to see if the, if the Amazon truck pulled up. <laughs> um, Silk, you you bring up uh, wide receivers um, between so so those are the list for for March third and or March first and March third. Pardon me. Uh, the Gators are going to host fourteen additional people on March fifth. That is uh, UF students' first day of spring break too. So um, you know you're going to see a full you know concerted effort by who's ever in town still but but definitely by the coaching staff you know on these 16 guys of these 16 uh players that are coming on saturday uh you have three five stars keon keely francis mayuga and samuel mpemba i think is uh i think silk i tried to announce last week yeah, I I tried heard you try to announce it yeah. on uh on the big three roll-up i think we're we're almost there uh so three five stars those three um, and then a number of four stars, um, you know, Bo Hughley, who's committed to UGA. Keon Keeley, by the way, is that number three player in the, in the country. He's an edge rusher. He's committed to Notre Dame. Um, but Grayson Howard, John Walker, I'm not going to read the entire list here. Uh, but then on Saturday, or pardon me, on Sunday, the Gators are going to host uh, two wide receivers. And that's what ultimately brought this up. Uh, Brandon Innes and Santana Fleming. Uh, I know Brandon Innes has a, a lot of connections down to University of Miami, and I know that they feel confident uh, about him. Um, but a, uh, a highly regarded guy out of Miami Gardens and American Heritage High School, um, probably the best school in South Florida. I was just seeing if Nick had a response. And then Santana Fleming, uh, also from American Heritage, uh, will make it um, both four-star guys. Um, 
But uh, Gators only have one commit, so you got to start seeing some names popping here pretty soon. Yeah, and um, Florida's one commit. We just came out on three. Just came out with their top three hundred, um, and Gates dropped out of the three hundred. So uh, one one commit in the class, and none uh, ranked in our top three hundred yet. Um, it's gonna get popping. It's gonna get popping soon. In um. What are you hearing? What's the difference? Because because we all experience uh, the lack of buzz. Uh, the, the kids not really raving about you, the University of Florida this time of the year in the recruiting process, especially when it came to Dan Mullen. Uh, what's the difference right now? What you hearing with these recruits when you come across them, Nick? Um, I don't. I'm not. I'm busy right now. <laughs> I'm at I'm at the park five days. Oh a yeah, week. you doing baseball? I forgot. I got, I got spring going on. Um, but just talking with Corey um, on a daily basis, I think it's just um the relationships and I, I touched on it last week it's you have to have your position coach talking to the you know um sean spence needs to be talking to every defensive line commit even though that's not his area um and then i think you're getting a lot of kids keeping bringing up jamar cheney and, and that means that even though he's not an on-field coach that he's putting in the work and I, I think you're just i think you're just seeing these guys put in the work like there's no uh, we're not in the Bahamas. We're not, you know, jet skiing. Yeah, we're we're not making TikToks in some five star resort in, in Croatia. Um, like these people are are in the office and, and they're putting in work to to recruit and and as they're getting ready for spring spring ball, which is what 14, two weeks from tomorrow or two weeks from today, as you're listening to it. Hmm. I guess I would just say effort, Silk. Mm-hmm. All around effort. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Sunday, I had the chance to to meet uh, a few coaches in an unofficial, you know, capacity. But got to meet Rob Sale, uh, great guy, super nice. Um, got to meet Marcus Castro Walker, um, who's in charge of NIL uh, for the uh, the Gators uh, football program. Uh, got to meet Darnell Stapleton, who's just a a ball of energy, super nice guy. Uh, got to meet Carlton Blackshear, uh, who's a quality control offensive line guy um, as well. But but what I can see, you know, from talking with them is they just seem super relatable. They seem like they can hold a conversation very well. They seem very smart. And I know that that kind of seems like, duh. But I think if you compare that to some of the members of the old staff, um, there was definitely some areas where they were lacking in uh, – I think relatability relatability is probably a, a big thing there. So um, again, I don't know how the staff is going to recruit. I don't know where they're going to end up uh, at the end of the season in, in the recruiting rankings, but I will say uh, there does seem to be a, a definite increase in relatability uh, from all facets of, of what I can tell about the staff. Hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I'm excited for March. Then, then mm-hmm. the lives could fly appropriately out the march. Uh, how how soon do you guys think we need to land a quarterback in this class? Um, it, it's important. I mean, we talked about it last week. Like those are the guys that become, you know, the the banner carriers, the flag carriers for your entire class. They go out and they generally stay committed unless there's a coaching change for a year, if not longer. Um, they're the ones that start those group texts, group DMs with people and, and the ones that, Hey, we have a big recruiting weekend. We need you to come on campus and, and, and recruit with us. Um, so I think you need, I mean, you don't just take one to take one. Um, 
but I think you're going to see probably the, you know, like the Arch Manning domino will fall. And then, you know, then you'll get some other, you know, the four-star guys. That, but his domino is late, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he's deciding anytime soon. So that's mm-hmm. that's why I was asking you guys, do you wait mm-hmm. um, for Arch if that's your guy? Sheesh, I don't know. Uh, and, and maybe it'll be a weird year. Like, because a, a, lot of, a lot of schools that might think they have a chance, you're, you're not going to take, you know, uh, a four-star guy. Like, hey, we have a chance to get Arch, and we don't want to be disingenuous to somebody else. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um you start to develop a reputation. You start doing stuff like that with, with quarterbacks. I mean, that stuff happens all over the place, but um, the quarterback is kind of the face of your class. I don't know if you can afford to take um, – how do you pronounce the, the kid from Alabama that was just offered the four-star? Villani? Vizzini. Uh, Vizzini. Um, like, you don't take him. If you take him, like, you're out of the – I like street. that kid. Pause. I, th- I think yeah. – Yeah. <laughs> I think Vizzina. I think he's good, but – but you know, if you, if if he commits to Florida and you take him, and then Arch comes on, you know, a visit and is like, "Hey, I love this place. I want to commit." Like, oh well. What's Bazzini's information for the listeners that may not know who we're talking about? Yeah. Know? So Chris, yeah, Chris uh, Vizina. Uh, we talked about him last week. Uh, six foot three, hundred ninety-four, uh, out of Briarwood Christian in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, four-star guy offered by Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. I'm sure the list goes, you know, on and on from there. Uh, ranked as the number five quarterback on the on three consensus. On three has him ranked in their personal rankings. It's hard um, to uh, number tell four. number five no and wait for one, right? It's like right. that's a tough position to be in. That's why that's right. why I brought the question up. Like, yeah, what, that's, do, that's what do you do in that situation? Saying. We've seen that with uh, with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, McIlwain was put in that position. Phew. Felipe Franks came on a visit with Justin Fields. Was like, yo, I need to, I need to pull this trigger. Hey, that that committable offer? Yeah, Felipe it is. Oh, cool. his way to Florida. Hell yeah! That <laughs> night, that night, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it wasn't Fields. It was Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. That's what it was. It was, yeah. it was Dwayne Haskins. Do you remember I, that? Because Felipe yeah. committed, and there was no bat signal. There was no gunslinger. Uh, I give you the vibes. I give you the vibes for that day. So you know, we we're in the group chats, and, and the DMs is going crazy. So. um I get a DM. Somebody said, "Yo, Dwayne Haskins having a good ass time, bro. Like, this is some smoke that he's gonna like. We got the solid commit." So I was like, "Oh shit, for real?" And this was a good source. Like, I knew, like, "Yeah, we got we got the solid." Uh, I was like, "Okay, bet." And then, like an hour later, <laughs> you just hear Felipe just committed on the timeline, like out of nowhere. We didn't get a back signal from the coach to, to confirm it. I'm pretty sure Felipe put him in a situation. Where what what were they gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, they only had Kyle Trask at that time, which was it's it's cool. Which now, was more than enough. Yeah, in <laughs> hindsight, but at the time, like everybody, every fan with, with a brain was like, "Yo, we can't. We're struggling at the quarterback position. We can't take our chances on on a, on a two three star kid out of Texas." Um, so the staff was looking for that big profile guy. Uh, the fans were. And then it was coming down to the wire, and we had uh, Phil. Phil was it Phil? It was Haskins. Haskins and, and, and Franks was pretty much the last two guys. And um, Felipe finessed his way, for sure, for sure. Hey, shout out to Felipe because it, it worked. It got him. <laughs> if he goes back, knowing what he knows, like if he could jump in the DeLorean, hit 80 miles an hour, and go back, you think he's like, maybe I don't finesse coming to Florida? No, he do it again. Sticks with LSU. Stick with LSU. You think Florida fans did him greasy? 
Hey, yeah, but he could he could he could he could have rode Joey B to a national championship. Whoa. Rings the same Whoa. if you're the third or fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's a pause. Whoa. That's a pause. Okay. Oh man. Um, Moving on. No, no. Uh, but to answer, to go back to your question, Corey, uh, the Gators right now only have two quarterbacks coming in in March. Now, obviously, that that cannon probably will change. Chris Vizina has said that he does want to visit Florida. Uh, in March, but he doesn't have a date uh, scheduled yet. And then the Gators are hosting. I like how soon he wants to visit is what right. I want to say. They, they're they all hosting um, Dante Moore, who's the number four quarterback uh, in the on three consensus and number five in, in their personal rankings from uh, Martin Luther King High School in Detroit, Michigan. Um, highly ranked guy. Uh, he's been offered and everything that you look from a prediction standpoint has him staying somewhere uh, in the Midwest or in the, uh, the mid Atlantic Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan state, Penn state, but, but he is visiting and you know, what do we say? You know, you get him on campus and, and anything can happen, but right now the Gators only have those two um, coming to, to, uh, to town. Dante Moore had a, a scholarship offer from coach Khaki, uh, Jim Harbaugh as an eighth grader, hadn't played a snap of, mm. JV ball in high school um, and, and had an offer. Um, so he's a guy super talented. Um, his, his mother lives in Ohio. She went to the school at Ohio university. There's definitely some strong uh, Midwest ties mm-hmm. um, in, in the family. But uh, when you're a five-star quarterback, we have him rated number four in, in the country, number one in the state. Uh, you make a business decision and you go, I mean, I think yeah. Notre Dame's offered him Michigan, Michigan state, Penn state, Florida, um, ton of offers for him. So it, uh, it'll be interesting. Like you said, Dan, um, don't follow the tweets, follow the visits. Yep. Yeah. He's also uh, being trained by former Michigan quarterback, Devin Gardner, uh, since he was 11 years old. So obviously you can see a lot of connection from Michigan, a lot of connection back to Michigan, uh, and Notre Dame. Uh, but again, follow the visits. Uh, but, you know, going back, like I said, you know, with what Silk said, you you, you want to get a quarterback, you want to get them soon. Um, you know, is Devin Moore, uh, you know, or Dante Moore, pardon me, that guy? Is it Chris um, Vizina? Uh, you know, is it him? No, but but at some point in time, you know, Florida has a very attractive, we talked about it last week, a very attractive quarterback, you know, opportunity ahead of them. You know, I still think that there's a lot of question marks about Florida what Florida's going to do, you know, with quarterback moving forward beyond, you know, this off season, right? So a guy a comes of, in, gets an opportunity. Not to like to to throw any slight or shade towards uh, Max Brown, the quarterback that, that they took. What's it, that's his name, right? Yeah, Max Brown. Yeah. Uh, not no 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 shade towards him, but I think that take was kind of the take to make this uh, year quarterback a little bit more appeasing. Um, no no kid. With all due respect, if Nick Evers was the kid coming here, uh, the quarterback that's coming in is going to look at that a little different competition-wise. Yeah. So um, I do think strategically that was that was uh, an angle as well. And I do want us to go out to Arch. But mm-hmm. um, I'm just letting the people know that Billy is going to be put in a pickle if if one of those higher-ranked kids right below uh, Arch is interested. Yeah, because like that that's the situation. It's like, okay, if, if you think – you have a legitimate shot at landing Arch Manning and the number one quarterback in the class, but you've got the, and he doesn't have a date set up to come visit you yet. So is it that serious? You think you're, you think it's serious, but you know, you're still talking, you're not dating yet. Um, 
And then the number four kid or the number five kid in the country says, coach on campus, coach, I want the, I love this place. I love your program. I want to be here. Let's do it right now. Like, what do you like? Do you, do you take the commitment? Like, are you turning down the number four kid in the country in hopes that number one picks you later? What would you do in a dating phase? Like a dating life? Mm. If you was single. We're dating all of them. Not Nick's not dating any of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean uh, I'm Jim McElwain. I'm getting fired. I'm taking the buyout. No, no, no. Like I you know, of I of course think... you're dating all of them, but uh you gotta choose between one. You know, I think that um, you've you've got a you know, your it's game theory, right? You gotta you kind of one girl's what? one girl's no one girl's giving you interest, right? One girl wants to go on dates with you. Like it's not like you're choosing, but you you're talking to two girls in this in this aspect, right? Um, one girl wants to come see you next month. This other girl's is just like, yeah, I like you, um, and we'll figure out a date later. Um, so gotta, in the initial figure stages, out how much you like that one? That, right. that sounds like that sounds like Dan's dating life in high school. He was the guy that had the Word. he had a girlfriend, but she was at the other high school. And mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the nobody ever situation. nobody ever met her. Right? They, they didn't have lunch together. She's at she's at the all girls school in Coral yeah. Springs, and yeah. Um, I think a bird in the hand the is worth scenario. A bird in the hand's worth two in the bush, three in the bush, whatever the saying is. If if you've got the number four kid and and you have him rated high, and you think we can win football games with him, and he wants to pull the trigger, I say. So hey, we bro. take it. We take it. We have, we have an elite quarterback in this class. Um, and hey, Arch, sorry, we've got our quarterback for the class. And, and at that point, mm-hmm. you're telling the number one kid, start didn't work out, timeline didn't work out with, with you and us, but we, we like this kid and we're going to go with him. Yeah, I mean, that's, I hard, that's hard to say, though, right? No, it's definitely hard to say, but I, I think this is one of those situations where you have to evaluate how strongly do you feel about a kid. And, and obviously there's a leaderboard, you know, one, two, three, four, five, all the way down. But, you know, what's the separation between number one and number two, right? And just because mm, on sure. three or two, four, seven or ESPN or whoever says that Arch Manning's number what one. What is the board? Do we have, do you, do you know two, three guys? Do you know another guy? Offer, I think- flirting with? Um, I have to pull. You should have asked me at at five forty five before we got on. <laughs> yeah, I can I can try to see if I can I can pull up Florida's offer list. But I mean, let's... well, while, but Dan, while you do that, Silk, what would you yeah. do? Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're still feeling good about number one. What what's your move? I think Dan made a great point though, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, what's the difference between? Because like there might be a gigantic gap from number four on your list to number five. Mm-hmm. But one, if one and two are close, if one and four are close, if one and three are close, um, you know, that's that's not a huge difference. And then I think, you, you know, it's easy to pull a trigger then. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, I think I think they just got these are relationship guys. You just got to have the talent to know, like, if this kid, you, if you really got a shot there, you know, mm-hmm. like it's. it's and um, I mean, I have my questions about like the competition he's playing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the rankings are the rankings. It's kind of the consensus that that he's top dog. So mm-hmm. um, it's a lot but of risk. Say, Me personally, say, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the number five guy. That, that mm-hmm. I, I like that kid. I take him and, and just go and, and build the rest of my class. Get mm-hmm. that momentum because the overall class, like he could be he's good but i don't think he's like going to carry a football team by himself you got to recruit a class so mm-hmm. get me a killer let's go get on the getting these camps be 707 uh and, and, and chirp for me 
to get me some mm-hmm. recruits on campus. So I, I would take the, the number five guy and just keep it moving. Yeah. So the Gators right now have offered, and this is according to on three, I'm sure it's more than this, have offered seven quarterbacks. One of them, Jackson Arnold's committed to Oklahoma. Uh, Malachi Nelson as well is committed to USC. So you take that out, you have five uncommitted offers. Um, you know, we just named Moore who's coming in. It doesn't it? say he has an offer. I'm sure he does. Right. But, you know, Florida right now has offered kids from Louisiana, California, Alabama, Texas, California, Georgia, and Tennessee. Right. So you're, you're playing a risky game here where if you don't grab one early, you're not necessarily grabbing one that probably grew up a Gator fan and grew up in, you know, familiar territory. So, you know, I say you look at, you know, what's the difference between one, two, and three? Is Arch Manning a guy you kick another guy out of the class for? I, I don't know. I will, I will never say that one way or another. Um, but I say you go grab a good one. Um, you grab a guy that people are familiar with that know, uh, but ultimately somebody that can, you know, commit earlier uh, rather than later is going to be your best bet just because so many people look at that quarterback position uh, when they are committing from a skill position perspective, offensive line perspective, and then, you know, talent attracts other talent. So you want to get it done sooner rather than later. I don't want to see Florida without a quarterback probably by right. the middle of the summer. With all these raw, these receivers that's loaded, mm-hmm. the quicker we get a quarterback, the better. Right. And, sure. and I mean, because like you said, Silk, you know, the, the wide receivers that are there are going to be looking at guys that they want to play with, you know, at the next level. And if you right. miss on one of these guys, you know, all of a sudden, you know, your top wide receiver commits are starting to visit other places that they're committed to now, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the dominoes start to fall. So, you know, I think the Florida needs to, to probably hone on or hone in pretty quickly on who that quarterback's going to be just because so many things, you know, follow that quarterback on the offensive side of the ball. Or, uh, For sure. Um, well, we're going to do some, uh, some things that we were, or some players that were maybe looking forward to seeing in camp. Uh, let's save that, uh, for, uh, next week. Do want to announce a decommitment. Uh, and let me just pull that up. So I make sure that I have all the names, right. Um, the Quavius Sori decommitted from Georgia yesterday. He's a 2023 wide receiver out of Chipley, Florida. Um, and he is, uh, related to current Georgia linebacker, um, Xavier sorry. Uh, interesting thing there is the Gators football staff has uh, a family member. I believe it's a cousin. If I remember correctly, Lamar sorry, uh, who was announced to the Gator staff uh, back in January. Um, he's going to be joining there's in a, in a personnel quality control role. Uh, so certainly something that's interesting and bears watching a lot of people have, you know, made the dots and said, Hey, you know, it's only a matter of time. Uh, but he needed to decommit from Georgia, and he did that this weekend. So definitely a name to to look out for in the recruiting chair as well. Um, I like how Georgia's news. moving out here this offseason. I like I like the moves they're making. Congrats <laughs> to the boys. I do, I do. I like type of hires. approval. Yeah, you, know, you got Miami taking your coaches and like the, the, the offensive line guy retiring, just stepping down because he's stressed out. Um, I like it. Made a wonky hire of Stacy Searles today. Woo. Hmm. Uh, Billy Gonzalez just got a new job. Oh, really? What are you doing? Uh, he he's heading down south, joining Willie Taggart at FAU. Oh, I can pull up on him. He's in five six one. When you, Wide when receivers we, coach. When you're getting hired by Willie, you know it's beginning of the end. Billy Gonzalez, <laughs> yeah, he is the school's <laughs> new wide receivers coach. Uh, Pete Thamel's pray for pray for Billy, man. <laughs> Billy worked 16 years in the SEC, uh, two of those at Florida, LSU, Mississippi State. 
And then Pete Thamel throws in, he recruited Percy Harvin to Florida. <laughs> oh, very good. Where's the, where's the rest of that story, Pete? <laughs> what happened just a couple of short years later, right? Yeah. That's nuts that your your prized uh, your, your announcement is just somebody you recruited 15 years ago. A lot of people got some free free credit for for Urban Meyer just being an elite recruiter and them being around him, but I don't think whatever. What we got next? No, I was just gonna say I'm gonna check out the uh, the FAU message boards to see what uh, prospects they have told are gonna be the next Percy Harvin uh, <laughs> for the last 15 years. Uh, Silk, I think that takes us to the end. Uh, we got a manscaped ad read. Uh, Nick took your song of the week last week, so you've got that I as well. So. I appreciate that. It was a dedication. It wasn't even my song. And so uh, said it was a wild right. pick for someone who had been married for 24 hours at that point. Yeah, I didn't. I thought I thought it should be more love in that in that request. I thought this is me personally. <laughs> um, so take us out with a manscaped ad read. Shout out to the great folks at manscaped.com, the best of the best when it comes to men grooming. Fellas, be sure to get that lawnmower 4.0. Uh, go and get that thing trimmed, man. It's springtime, baby. Uh, get that ball deodorant. My package came in today. Uh, not today, last week. All the goods, man. Got some shampoo. I decided, I had a couple people on Twitter ask me about the shampoo and if I could just raffle it off. I said, no, nah, I'm going to start grooming my beard with it, you know? Um, but I got the whole kit. Got some lip balm, mm. um, some regular deodorant, not the ball deodorant, but I'll settle for both. Um, what else did we get in that package? You got a like a, a body spray? Body uh, spray. Yeah. It's like a hydrating body spray. Hydrating so little... body spray. Right, right, right. Yeah. Put that in your man purse there, Nick. My purse? Yeah, put that in your purse. Keep that. It's a satchel. It's you know? <laughs> a nice name for it. Springtime, man. Keep that keep that on deck. Keep the ball deodorant on deck. Get your man purse. That's what the Manscaped need, Nick. We need a man purse, Manscaped. Um, they gave us a little bag, though. Mm -hmm. You can't carry that around. Shout out to the great folks at Manscaped. Be sure to use coupon code 20SG, right? That's at right. checkout for 20% off of free shipping. Indiana Spencer. Jones wore a satchel. Just saying. So can, can you can you can you jump over like volcanoes and shit? <laughs> I've never tried. I've never tried, so I won't say that I can't. Maybe. Who knows? I, I can assure you that you cannot. <laughs> no, I promise um, you can't. So uh, Spencer makes a good point here in the chat. Um, Nick has prominently display, displayed all of his Manscaped stuff um, behind him on his uh, his shelving unit there in an it's office that's not the bathroom. So right. I'm just curious about where – I'm not actually curious, but I'm, uh, it's crossed my mind about where Nick's doing his Manscaping. He's got to put sorry. out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for giving. House, bro? Sorry for giving our. <laughs> I'm showering. I'm showering in the office. Uh, just, I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for giving. Uh, not going to apologize for giving our our our, our sponsors uh, some shine for the products that that we get. Is that a bottle of Blands next to it? I can't tell. Blands? Nope. I guess not. That's how small uh, your product placement is. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's not. You can see Manscaped right here. <laughs> I turned. I did. I did make an effort to turn all the labels. I just know. I, I know what it is, but I can't see Manscaped. You know what? I did my best. Yeah, uh, I, I see Manscaped. Yeah, a little bit. There it is. Yeah. All right. So oh, take us out with the song. Flag. 
if you have no idea what we're talking about, check us out on YouTube. Uh, look out for Facts Only uh, with Connor Clark. He's going to be leading that. Uh, first episode is going to drop this Wednesday. They're going to dive in a lot more into recruiting as well for us. So thanks, Connor, uh, and the the, uh, the gang that he has uh, doing the Facts Only podcast. And then check out the Estate of Miguel blog uh, as well. A lot of good content being put out there every day. Shout out to Connor for taking care of all that too. Connor's um... – Really taking, uh, you know, taking the lead in um, getting guys to write mm -hmm. uh, for the blog and taking the lead, um, finding a co-host and, and getting facts only going. Yeah. He's cooking up, man. Shout out to my guy, man. All right, Silk, song of the week. And then we'll see you next week. We got Trevor Sykema uh, that will be joining us next week uh, from Pro Football Focus to talk about the Gators draft prospects. He's been on the show three or four times now. Previously with the draft network, um, but shout out to good timing to too with uh, the combine this week, yep. and uh, we'll be covering that. And Damian Pierce, my guy, shooting up draft, shooting up draft boards after a good Senior Bowl week. Yeah, somebody's going to get themselves a really good running back without not a lot of miles on his uh, on his feet. So, right, right. Cambridge, stand up. Whoa, 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 whoa! I did a mark. <laughs> Podcasting. Silk, silk pulling in a mod. That was my favorite. A used to play his song of the week into the yeah, uh, microphone before. You guys are playing into a microphone? No, that's no, no, not no. how it would start. A mod would start it that way, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get my, my guy. He's from Gainesville, man. Sky Lucas, uh, Night Before Long. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys in the same corner at the same time. Same corner, same time. Already. Already. Hey, Nick, see you, man. We'll see you with Friday night. Friday night. Hey, get you a Mark Light shake. It's not vegan. There's some milk in there. Uh, no, 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 no. It'll give you all the calories you need for a month yeah, in one I'm shake. Being, I'm being Miami Day Hospital if I, if I, <laughs> if I drink milk down there, bro. I haven't had milk in like three years. <laughs> Silk's not making it to the seventh inning stretch. It's like no three way, sips man. of the shake, third inning, and we're out of here. I got to love myself. All right, man. Same corner, same time, man. Same boys corner, same time. But I could never give up It's something inside I keep on hiding And it's just tearing me up The government lying Control the climate They do not care about us All of this lust Who can you trust? All of that shit eat me up I'm lost in my mind All of the time But I could never give up It's something inside I keep on hiding And it's just tearing me up The government lying Control the climate They do not care about us All of this lust Who can I trust? Fuck it, I'm giving no fucks Lost all in my mind All the time I can't give it up I can't hide, that shit tear me up Lost all in my mind, all the time I can't give it up Something deep inside, I can't hide That shit tear me up 
stuck in this life I didn't choose You can never walk a mile in my shoes So much that I got to prove Lost in my mind, I don't know what to do I don't know what to do. I was depressed, I was a mess I don't know how I got through Searching for truths I've been to hell and back if you really just knew Feeling so blue I know that people was hating and plotting And watching my moves when they don't got a clue All of the stuff that I do to myself Just to do what I do when the odds get you Stay on your grind, always working yourself Keep your mind on the loop, it's your body but you That gotta get off your ass and make all your dreams come true I'm lost in my mind all of the time But I could never give up It's something inside, I keep on hiding And it's just tearing me up The government line, control the climate They do not care about us All of this less, who can you trust? All of that shit eat me up I'm lost in my mind all of the time But I could never give up It's something inside, I keep on hiding And it's just tearing me up The government line, control the climate They do not care about us All of this less, who can I trust? Fuck it, I'm giving no fucks Lost all in my mind all the time I can't give it up Something deep inside, I can't hide That shit tear me up Lost all in my mind I can't give it up Something deep inside I can't hide That shit tear me up I can feel That you ain't as real As you say you is Keep hating nigga That's just motivation Make me greater nigga Patience give you Everything you want You gotta wait on it Let them keep on talking Then you show them Who they playing with Living for the thrills We want nothing But them dollar bills Blood can get you killed Fuck them bitches I just want a meal I'm just from the Ville I'm the coldest nigga Let's be real Inside myself, cause I'm I'm lost in my mind all of the time, but I could never give up. It's something inside, I keep on hiding, and it's just tearing me up. The government line, control the climate, they do not care about us. All of this less, who can you trust? All of that shit eat me up. I'm lost in my mind all of the time, but I could never give up. It's something inside, I keep on hiding, and it's just tearing me up. The government line, control the climate, they do not care about us. All of this less, who can I trust? Fuck it, I'm giving no fuck. Lost all in my mind, 